time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Martino. As part of a month-long review of Christmas movies, Jay and Chris continue to look high and low for the true magical meaning of Christmas. On this week's episode, Jay and Chris review the 1988 American action film Die Hard. What? Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out. Your Film Crickets are on now. Uh, what? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, good evening, everybody uh, out there in the great wide world of ours. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Film Crickets. I am co-host Chris Martineau, joined by a lifelong friend, Jay Fordia. What's happening, Jay? What's happening? That was, a, that was an interesting intro. Uh, a little bit different. Yeah. So um, hmm. we're taking a different... Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we're getting into our, uh, our last few days before the holidays. Uh, the clock is certainly ticking. And I know things are pretty uh, anxious for basically everybody. Um, all of this, you know, the season's real weird, Jay. And it? it's like you look forward. Well, it's like we talked about the other week, right? You look forward to it. And then once once it comes down to crunch time, you either have to accept that Christmas is coming and you have to deal with it. And that or you start to panic and say, oh, my God, I got so much to do. So on and so forth. I am more of the, you know, uh, whatever happens, happens. It's like people that worry about weddings, you know. It's like you do all the planning, and then when the day comes, it's just the day comes, and that's it. And that's kind of where I'm at with this anyhow. What, how do you feel about that, Jay? Uh, last couple of years uh, have been obviously odd. So hard to specifically say that it's anything of what we would call normal. You know, like, so, like, we try. We mm-hmm. do our best to make it as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you have kids, you're trying to like look at this. See, mm-hmm. it's still great. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and and then you know, obviously we we get thrown some curves in life, and then that kind of puts a damper on things. You're trying to still go, hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like you know, still trying to present that. Sort of like what Mike Shu was talking about, the dads being the the ultimate cheerleader. Oh yeah, and but this year. I, you know, I was taking it upon myself to put out the lights, mm-hmm. but I didn't have all that gusto to mm-hmm. put it all out. Like, right. so I was like, uh, 75 is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, good enough, folks. Because yep. people actually look at our house. They come by and like, you know, like they can't wait. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's not like this is not the year all right. for you to visit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, it's you know what? I hope you like what you get because yep. it's really all I could do this year, you yep. know that type of thing. And it's like, and it's it's we're always late. Like I mean, I'm always late uh, getting the gifts, but it's only because money's only so uh, vast, you know. Right. So like uh, my it, my wife will buy for the kids and me first, and then mine happens to usually come like this week, you know, like for mm-hmm. buying for her or something like that. Yep. You know, it's like not because I'm a big procrastinator. It's just that's how it you know yep. it unfolds every year. So. We yeah. had usually, and you know what? Usually, weird, expensive things. At least in the past few years, weird, expensive things happen in December. Like we had a we had a water heater fail on December twenty third, two years ago. That's a lot of fun. Getting a plumber and an electrician two days before Christmas. Then this week we had uh, our oil tank <laughs> decided it was going to leak. <laughs> so you come home and there's a giant spill of hydrocarbon in the basement and the kicker beyond that is in, in case you haven't noticed from my empty walls uh i'm moving i'm moving to washington dc so we're trying to sell a house that has a leaking oil tank so it's like ah 
We didn't need three grand. It's fine. Um, but <clears throat> whatever. I'm not complaining. I'm healthy. It's And everybody's good. So whatever. It is what it is. And that's really the whole point, right? You just kind of keep marching along. So that's all. So I do want to mention something before we get to the movie. Yes. Uh, so we got a couple of uh, reviews on no, uh, sir. Apple. Really? Yeah, we had a okay. couple. Yeah. All right, let's um, hear it. One was in Oct- <clears throat> one was in October, and we have uh, I do know we happen to know this guy. Okay. It's it's an old friend of ours, Brian. Okay. Uh, that you've you've mentioned before on the show. Okay, got it. All right. And but the thing was, the reason I didn't get to honor his request yet is because it was so close to all of our entire month of horror. He, mm-hmm. see, he writes, now do Halloween 3. Ah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. and, and, and by the way, I'm not saying, um, you know, he said wonderful things. Like he run the reason he quoted you um, or whatever, I think it was you. The reason why Michael Myers is crazy is because Dr. Loomis treated him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, he's basically, you know, he said he loved the show and everything, which is, you know, he does write us sometimes from email. Yep. So, um, but this other person, who we may know, we may not. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Because he went by the screen name of Les Heplin. Okay. So he put 1980 to 1999 movies. Great pro- great podcast. Outstanding work by uh, that Steve guy who does the intro voice over work. Uh, so Steve the theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the theme song gets two chirps from me. Very catchy tune from Draco and the Malfoys. The co-hosts, Chris and Jay, both have some very good viewpoints on most of these movies. Um, I would like to see the airtime spread out more between the two of them uh, and give some of the guests a chance to talk more, which is kind of funny because it's like, I think I kind of let them talk more. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. But, right. but no, 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 no. But, hold, but first off, it's a five star review, and he and he mm-hmm. said, "But all in all, great podcast. Keep it going." So I'm going to take that. You know, we'll 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 absolutely uh, take it as constructive criticism and mm-hmm. look inward. You know, uh, um, but uh, I do want to say, unfortunately, he did not make a request. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, well. But another guy, <clears throat> um, I don't have his name right in front of me, but another guy requested on the wrong f- uh, format. He requested something on YouTube. As okay. a comment, so I will maybe I will count that as as one of these, you know That's what I mean? Because this guy yeah. left one that was blank. So the the movie that that guy requested, and we'll see when we can fit it in, um, is a movie from 1980 called The Final Countdown. Do you remember this? No. What's I've that? Seen a little bit. It's like an aircraft carrier that's got like Kirk Douglas, and they end up in some sort of time warp through a storm. What? And they end up in nineteen like forty something, um, and they're like, "Oh my god, we can prevent Pearl Harbor because it's got modern, uh, like nineteen eighties, you know, like uh, technology, like helicopters and better equipment." Oh my goodness, Martin Sheen's in this movie. Wait, didn't I say it wasn't Kirk? You Douglas said in Kirk too? Douglas and Martin Sheen. Was I right? Wow. Yeah. Holy crap! So I'll have to look into playing, doing that for the for that uh, person who requested. So wow! Oh my god! All right, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've really, only I've seen bits, but <clears throat> never heard of it. Cool. Yeah. See, excellent. And that's why All we right, love so this podcast. I can dig it. All right, so let's get to the movie. Uh, so we decided as a holiday movie what uh, that we we're going to look at Die Hard. So we're going to take a different tack on this this week. Uh, the final judgment, as we talk about the film as we are wont to do, 
Um, the final judgment on this movie will, will be reserved to whether or not it is actually a Christmas movie. So this comes mm-hmm. up every year. I don't You know what, Jay? This this isn't a perennial argument. This has only come up the past, what, three years or so? Like, this hasn't been going on forever. Like, I'd like to know what the genesis of this argument is. But, but you want to know something funny? What? Bruce Willis weighed in on it on his roast. Really? At the end of his roast, he goes, I've been wanting to clear something up for a while. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> he goes, it's a fucking Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's such a Bruce Willis thing to say. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's that's going to be our reservation. Uh, so as we go through the film, uh, we're going to talk about it like we like we want to do and talk about its merits and whatnot. And hopefully, you know, it stirs some, some memories for you guys. I don't know when the last time you watched it was. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but I'm also going to kind of interject whether or not I think it holds up uh, or if I don't. So, again, the the uh, the final judgment will be whether or not it's a Christmas movie. So, uh, Jay, what's your relationship with Die Hard? I can't remember the specific last time, but I would say the last time within the last 20. Okay. Um, I I saw this movie. When, did you see it in a the theater? No. I did. Saw so, it on videotape. Videotape. Good old videotape. Yeah. I'd love to say DVD, um, but I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, uh, I I was I was packing my media. And I realized how many uh, I actually have six videotapes that I'm keeping just as a collector's item because I have nothing to play them on. Uh, anyhow, so I saw this movie in the theater uh, in Cape Cod, and that'll go into my argument as to whether or not it's a Christmas movie. And um, that's when my 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 folks had a trailer in Cape Cod for for various reasons. After that, when it came on video, I had a pirated version of it. That I watched over and over and over again. This one was in high rotation. I'm pretty sure it was in high rotation because I think I liked Moonlighting so much. Like I just really liked Bruce Willis. Um, and then it's a re- it's a neat action movie, obviously. And it's a it's a well executed uh, action movie. So I used to watch it a lot, and then I didn't watch it at all. And then my wife uh, confessed that she had never seen it. So I'm like, well, we have to watch Die Hard. It's like, it's not the first action movie, obviously, which we'll get into in a minute. But it's like the first action movie that had like legit. It wasn't just testosterone, right? That's the whole thing uh, you know about what the I movie. To say? Yeah, what? Nothing uh, made me feel like the other action movies we've reviewed. Like when we watch, obviously, stuff like low down dirty shame i was just beyond terrible but uh <laughs> but even no but even the double impact or the mm-hmm. stakeout movie which is like you know action comedy you know i mean yeah. there's other stuff that we i can't think of uh, at the moment oh uh, another 48 hours action movie right sure would you say yep i would say yeah even though there's comedy you, you know it's, yeah. it's still both you can have both a lot of those really felt cheesy and i didn't i, I was bored mm-hmm. this doesn't i, I this, this does not go the same road it doesn't mm-hmm. feel cheesy and it doesn't feel boring. Mm-mm. You're right. You know, like no, it, so it grabs you in a different yep. way. Yeah, it gets you. It gets you right away. It really doesn't waste any time uh, getting going, uh, which I appreciate quite a bit. What what movie that I watched? Oh, I was, I was I'm rewatching The Matrix because I'm gonna go see The Matrix when it comes out, and uh, I'd forgotten how quickly The Matrix starts. Like six mm-hmm. minutes in, Neo's getting chased by the, the men in the suits. So I appreciate a movie that is is willing to get going and not be stupid. You know, it's not just immediately just blowing. Things are blowing up, which I'm a big fan of. But it's not blowing up for no reason. It's not like Michael Bay blowing up. And it gets it <laughs> gets you hooked right away. And the movie is written in a way that 
it's setting you up like everything has to escalate it's one problem after another after another after another and they're not they don't seem the problems that Bruce Willis encounters don't seem like forced they just seem like here's the next problem you have to deal with which I appreciate Mm -hmm. right it's not insulting to me so uh but before we get too much further let's do the rundown um Mm -hmm. we have got so this is from IMDb so we are we are talking about Die Hard 1988 it's rated R we're coming in two hours and 12 minutes and uh here's your uh one sentence synopsis an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists, not really terrorists, during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Director of this movie is John McTiernan. Uh, the writers are Roderick Thorpe, based, loosely based on a novel by Roderick Thorpe, uh, screenplay, by, screenplay by Jeb Stewart and Stephen D'Souza. Uh, we are starring... Bruce Willis as John McClane, Alan Rickman in his first movie, Bonnie Bedelia, Reginald Vell Johnson uh, from Family Matters, Paul Gleason, Devereaux White, uh, William Atherton, who uh, plays Thornburg, the TV journalist who pretty much makes a career out of being an asshole on screen. Poor guy. Uh, I know, it's I know, right? Um, but he's really like the nicest guy ever. Whoops, I lost my... Uh, and that's it, because I lost my page. Uh, but, <clears throat> so... Those are our stars. So let's talk. Um, let's talk Bruce Willis. While we get at it here, now, I'm pretty sure a lot of the audience knows Die Hard, and if you haven't, you really ought to see Die Hard. It is. Mm-hmm. It certainly lays the foundation for how action movies are viewed. What's great about the movie is that you're along for the ride with the main star. Like you're feeling the danger that he's fa- he's feeling. Right. You you know what. What what gives you a lot of the tension in the movie is that John McClane, Bruce Willis, doesn't know the dangers he's about to get into, but we know the dangers he's about to get into. So he doesn't know what's about to happen to him, but we do. But he's still able to kind of figure it out, um, I think. Uh, or, or maybe I'm kind of... Well, no, you know rem- what? No. I, well, I mean, if you didn't see the trailer. Yep. You don't know he's walking into a terrorist uh, situation oh, sure. or a people, you know. So we don't see it. It's mm-hmm. not like it, it's not like someone's like sitting at a warehouse going. Tonight we strike, right? The Nakatomi oh, you're right. Plaza. So okay, in that sense, yep. there is no hint. So the trailer mm-hmm. is the only reason we know. Right. True. No, I'm just saying, like through the through the rising action of the movie, we know what they're plotting, and mm-hmm. we're just watching John react to it. And he's never so. Here's a great. So we got to get back to Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis um, at this point is a comedy actor, right? He's on Moonlighting. He was the Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler guy, you know. And if you don't want to look it up on YouTube, um, he was the spokesman for Seagram's Wine Cooler, and he sang a song, um, really bluesy. And this is when he was putting out his blues album. Bruce Willis had a blues yeah, album, some, something like "Waiting for Return Bruno of or, Something." Bruno, yeah, 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 yeah. Return Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers, and like that was his deal. And then he had two movies. One was Blind Date, which is unwatchable. It's so pitiful. You know what else he did? 
yep. prior to that, which is, wow. you know, I guess you could throw it as like, you know, he can play a, a bad guy or, or an action guy or whatever. He was a, a bad guy in Miami Vice, like a drug lord or, a you know, a mafia boss or something. that uh, A drug lord on Miami Vice? Stop the presses. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I didn't know no, that. But I, did like, not, I didn't uh, know that. Apparently, that was a big episode. Like, it, it, it was okay. like his debut or something like that, and it, people loved and it, it was like one of the first ones to be repeated, like in the summer or something like that. Uh, All so right. It was a big deal. I didn't know that. So, um, so here comes Bruce Willis, and and you know, if if you watch the the Netflix documentary on this movie, uh, basically people laughed at the fact that Bruce Willis was in an action movie because, like, the comedy guy from Moonlighting, who is always just being a smartass on TV, which he's great at, right? And you're mm. kind of looking for that. When you go watch the movie, you're looking for that energy again. You're looking for him just to be a smartass. And you're not expecting him to be an action star. And what I think is interesting is up to this point, the action stars that we have, we've got, you know, John McTiernan did, uh, who directed this movie, did Predator, right? So we got Schwarzenegger action movies, giant, basically indestructible machismo, uber levels of testosterone, you know, you son of a bitch, you know, that whole thing where they... Lock arms, mm. they have giant biceps. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm. Carl um, Weathers, yeah. Carl Weathers, right? So, uh, uh, what's his name? Something, you son of a bitch. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. It's been, anyway, uh, it's been um, forever since I've seen it. So, even then, before that, we've got Commando, where Schwarzenegger literally takes out an island full of terrorists by himself without uh, like, amazing really getting bullet it. dodging action. Neo Absolutely. could learn from, pre from uh, Commando. Yep. He just stands still. In Commando, he just stands still and shoots people, and no one shoots him. Like he's not running; he's just sitting there, standing still. It's ridiculous. So then we have first, you know, first Blood Part Two, and we have um, I don't know where Van Damme is on this. Probably not appropriate at this point. So all these really, like, just indestructibly large dude. And here we have Bruce Willis coming in, hair thinning. Not a, he's not bald, Bruce yet, but he's on his way. He's got the muscle shirt because he just got off the plane and he took his shirt off um at some point in the from in the scenes of him running real quick yeah did you notice the weird exchange between him and the flight attendant yes like dude she acted like Dwayne the rock johnson's getting off the the plane like mm -hmm. like she yeah. she was like hey and listen you could say bruce willis was a good looking guy it's up to you yeah. you know like if you think so but i'm staring at him and i'm like not looking at him as I don't see him as Johnny's sex symbol. Like, when, you no. know, when in this appearance, if you didn't know him, if he was just regular John McClane cop, right. not Bruce Willis, like, right. people wouldn't be going, oh, <laughs> John McClane. <Yeah. laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, uh, I'm I, sorry. He's like, he's like I, what, 35, 40 years old in this movie? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, oh, he looks it. And, you know, the the woman acted like this, this Adonis was getting up and leaving. Like, you know, does just, he say something? Does, does they say something creepy? Doesn't he say no, something? It was just about some like, sort of a, like, a, it was just like a look between right. the two of them, like, hey, you know, like, I'm like, I'm I know, not seeing well, you know, <laughs> I, you know, guys that carry giant teddy bears are automatically super sexy. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. He's um, sensitive. He's very sensitive, right? So, okay. So here we have a guy that, that is, he's very average. I mean, that's their point. He's super average. Uh, he's a cop. He's probably tougher than most of us. He's not jacked. Um, he's fairly skinny. Uh, not, I don't mean skinny. What I mean to say is of normal build, I would say. And he's doing his thing. And, and I think 
as the movie goes along, so I think we all know the premise, the terrorists, which aren't really terrorists, they're just robbers, invade Nakatomi Tower while John McClane is in the tower going to visit his his separated wife. A very 80s theme, by the way, on that, but I'll get to that in a minute, why they're separated. He's stuck in the in the room. No one knows that he's there, right? So he's kind of working the inside. Uh, he he has um, he can kind of move around the building because no one he's not expected to be there, or no one thinks that he's there. Right, he's not like on the guest list. Yeah, he's not on the guest list, so he can kind of work around. At least at first, he can sneak around a little bit because no one's looking for him. But I think for the rest of the movie, not only does he prove to be destructible. Because he gets hurt a lot in this movie. Not only does he get hurt a lot, unlike Stallone and Schwarzenegger and all that, he gets hurt a lot and we don't say, boy, what a wimp. He gets hurt a lot and I enjoy watching him get the snot beat out of him. <laughs> but not because you don't like him. No, not because I don't like him. Because it's so it's so realistic to watch. I mean, to an extent. I mean, most of these Though, people. But still. This is two movies in a row. With foot yeah. trauma. <laughs> that looks awful. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah, that's Stepping true. on glass. Yep. Dude, I step on, uh, I step on a, a tiny pine needle that is, is shaped in the wrong direction. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind glass. Yeah. This movie would be different if they strewn out, uh, instead of them shooting out the glass, if they just threw, like, Legos on the floor. <laughs> I think it would be about as bad. He'd still be mm. in, they would still have that scene in the bathroom with him, like, Pulling shards of shit out of his bottom of his foot, except it's not the bo- it's, not, it's not glass. It's little shards of plastic. And by the way, and I didn't know this, Ellen. I'm just realizing this now, but I have had similar foot trauma. Not as bad as him. I wasn't getting shot at by by German terrorists hmm. or robbers. But one time, I was at my son's uh, it was my son's birthday, and we we're having a party. And I was at this place called Spring Lake, and they had a floating raft. And he was young, right? So if he wanted to go out to the raft, I would go with him. So he jumped off, and I jumped off the raft too. And I went flat-footed, and I landed on uh, broken clam shells on the bottom of my foot. Mm-hmm. And I sliced open the bottom of my foot. Now, I proceeded to bleed profusely. And then at some point, I realized I'm going to have to go get stitches. So here it is, like July 6th, and I'm going to get stitches. And I got to tell you, they put stitches on the bottom of my foot. And the worst part was them giving me like the Novocaine injections into the bottom of my foot. And they kept like, I'm like, oh, I've gotten stitches before. I've had not a lot. But but the, you really want the, you want the Novocaine. You want that needle. Give me that needle. You know, and stitch me up. And I tell the, the, the screams of pain that I let off. Like, I don't know. Like, I apologize to the people in the waiting room after. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I didn't know it was going to hurt that. It was freaking terrible. Um, so, obviously, because there's a lot of nerve endings in the bottom of your foot. That's why you're so ticklish. But, oh, boy. So, the fact that he's pulling giant shards of glass out of his out of his foot, I completely appreciate. Mm. But don't you like watching him get beat up? Didn't he make, like, he did a lot of movies where you're just like, man, I can't wait. Like all the Die Hard movies, he gets the snot beaten out of him. Like I remember, a lot. I had seen the. Um, I liked the one, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, uh, where they shut down like half the East Coast, and you know, like it's 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 like a hacker. I one. didn't see that. Justin. Law. That's not the Very one. Fun. No, I, I oh, liked yes. it a lot. I didn't um, see him. Okay. 
you know, some people thought it's stupid, but hey, I don't care. You know, I check my brain at the door sometimes and say, this is fun. Yeah, sure. And I loved it a lot. And I yeah. remember telling you about it and you said, yeah, he likes to get turned into a radish in these movies. <laughs> <You know>? mm. <laughs> yeah, like. He's really good at we it. We just love, yeah, we just mm. love watching him get the shit beaten out of him. And um, because he shows pain, right? He's better than most of us because, like I say, you know, we're, most of us are like SpongeBob. You know, how tough am I? I was in my herb garden the other day and I stubbed my toe and I only cried for 20 minutes. You know, that's most of us, you know. So he, <laughs> it's true, right? I ate some, I ate a bucket of nails for breakfast without any milk. So I think we like that, right? I liked that as when I was watching it because it wasn't just tough Arnold. It was Bruce severely getting hurt. Now, mm-hmm. granted, yeah, he should have bled out a few times, but whatever. So I, 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 I dug that. I dug that. You know, he, he was not, he probably would take a bullet and fall down, you know, unlike Arnold who gets like shot in the shoulder and he's still running around. Um, ah, give me the needle. Yeah. Oh, the, the thread. I have, to, I have to fix it now. <laughs> oh, no. And, that, and that's, that's that bullshit in, uh, in Rambo 3, right? Doesn't he cauterize? He gets shot. And, he, and, and Stallone cauterizes his own wound with the explosives from an arrow. Yeah. I swear to God, like he's got a hole in his one. side. Yeah, he's got a hole in his side. He takes the, the black powder out of an explosive like arrow tip, puts it in there and lights it on fire to cauterize the wound. And like kind of is like, you know, he screams, but still he gets up. Like most of us would be in shock. Hmm. We'd want a juice box. You know, can I have a pillow and an ice cream cone? Maybe a popsicle. I mean, I got, I just did this. But he's, you know, up and about killing communists. I think that has some serious merit. You know, we got pseudo real people, um, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the eightiesness of this film for a moment. We'll go to what I think. Uh, what, what's the most glaring eighties thing? Because this is a very 80s thing. Right, like right. It's the beginning, maybe. of the 80s. Is well, a, I, give me something. Right, what, so, what's sure. so 80s for you? Um, well, <clears throat> Argyle, the um, limo driver, says we got a CD mm-hmm. and a CB, and, and then he pops in a cassette. <laughs> right. That's right. Right. And then not, not, only does he, not only does he pop in a cassette, but a really fun Christmas uh, rap tune, Christmas and Hollis. Mm-hmm. By Run DMC, yep. but you know yep. that's pretty eighties right there, man. Yeah, pretty much. I I love I love seeing the gas prices. I, didn't see I, I mean, again, it's like fifty four cents a gallon. Nice. Like I love seeing stuff like that. Like, and people are like fifty four cents. What a ripoff! Like, oh my god. Mm. There's that. I'm sure there was smoking on an airplane, which I I always you, think is you know what though uh, uh, Coke. Uh, coke use like you know being so prevalent like at a oh yeah work oh, yeah. party so we have a work party yeah, work party uh, and then mm-hmm. and the boss does not get that upset he just um um <clears throat> this guy's a policeman <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah don't worry about it everybody does coke it's ladies it's fine and i love that guy i mean that the coke head that we're referring to yeah who Ellis, won't shut his mouth his and you, yeah and he he eventually gets shot in the head by alan rickman question um the Yes. Do you think he was like, yes, he played the ultimate douche, slicky boy guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think he almost played it yep. too well? How, explain too and, well. Uh, it, almost like so douchey to the point, like, I want to rip 
his hair out. <laughs> like, I want to grab him. I want to, like, I, I, dude, Hans, yeah, you were too quick. Yeah, you just shot him in the head. You should have shot him in the knee. Mm-hmm. I want to see him rolling on the yeah. ground. He's angering the yeah. fuck out of me. <laughs> like, he needs to suffer. Yeah. Like, because he's yeah. like that typical guy, Hans, mm-hmm. Booby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm your white knight. You know, like, it's like you yeah, drop something, it's like, you know, like, I, you know, I made a million dollar deals for breakfast. You know, like, he's such a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Good, yeah. I'm sure, you know, good uh, performance by that guy. It just seemed so like, oh, God, I want to, like, you know, I want yeah. this guy to die now, like yesterday. But go ahead. I, I think when you, when you see him at first and you see how douchey he is and how smart he thinks he is. I think that's more indicative of like you almost watch him going, okay, so when is this one gonna die? Like, like he's almost being set up Not like if. at some point. This no, no, yeah. it's almost like this guy is gonna ruin it somehow. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's going to get shot in the head, I don't know. But you're watching him the whole time going, he's going to be a problem mm-hmm. later. Because he's going to screw something up. Because he thinks he's really smart and he's really dumb. He's probably really smart at smooth at schmoozing people. But he's not like good at anything else. Even though he thinks he's probably the bomb. Probably because he's all coked up. But the, the fact of the matter is, like, you're waiting, like, how is this guy going to be the problem? And lo and behold, he becomes a problem. The only thing he did pays do- the ultimate price. Which he shows. The only thing What's he didn't that? do is like do the double snap with the clap like on top of the fist. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Oh man, yep. rough. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's gross, and he always looks sweaty. You know what I mean? He, he's all railed out on coke anyway. Mm. But he, he he looks sweaty. He looks gross, and you know I, he's the kind of guy. You know, like you said, booby. Like anybody who anybody who concludes a sentence with babe. Uh, needs to go. <laughs> and I guess that would include Dennis Miller. So they tell you what, cha cha. The, um, so, so yeah. And, and so the other thing I got to say that's super 80s about this movie, and it's the only, this is the only heady thing I'm going to say, probably for the entirety of this podcast, is it's reflective of the society at the time because we're coming out of the, early 80s and whatnot and and women are struggling to be independent like i can have a job and be a success i may be married but i get to have a career too and you have john mcclane who's like yeah but i'm a cop and there's another 80s trope as well right i'm a cop it's the job this is what i do this is how i identify i'm a cop how many times do you say i'm a cop Right, so he's the man, and he's not going to give up because men identify with what they do. And if you're a New York cop, to say that, oh my God, that's the next level of cop, right? New York cop, holy shit, right? Which I mean, God bless New York police. I'm not saying they don't they don't deserve their reputation. Well, has he ever lost the New York accent it, it, in in every freaking uh, movie he's in? You know, yeah. hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. everything's like you know this kind of like. I wish I, I could get. I wish uh, I could perfect. The Bruce Willis sneer smile, like that shit that he does with one corner of his mouth and he like closes one eye. It's goddamn, man, that's so disarming. I wish I knew how to do that with my face. Like, you know what I'm talking about. It's that smarmy like, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's why I'm not Mm -hmm. Bruce Willis. But the fact of the matter is we we have Bonnie Bedelia, his wife, who leaves John McClane. They don't get divorced. Leaves John McClane, takes the child 
with them, right? Moves to LA because she can have a career out there. She has had opportunities out there, and he won't move because he's a he's a New York PD cop. And the big argument they have when they finally meet up at the tower is the fact that this was their marriage. He wants to be a cop. She thinks that that he's holding her back because she he doesn't think that she should have a career because it's this ingrained thing where you know the woman can't have an independent career she has to be home for her child and blah 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 right and that is not an indicative thing now you don't see that line now but that's the reason they split up like that's that's the tension between them even though they love each other they have to understand the fact that both of them can have separate lives and they both have to have their needs and somebody's got to give right so it's a, it's a very tricky situation cuz somebody's got to give Right, he's either got to go to L.A. or she's got to stay in New York and not take the job that she wants. But it's, I think it's a pretty '80s idea, right? You don't see that kind of thing pervading movies nowadays because it's kind of accepted that you know the woman's going to get a, um, and they should uh, obviously. But the tension gets high also because she used her maiden name, right? Because she's had it. I mean, they had a big argument, they had a big fight, so they separated. It's like, well, this is, but but Jay. She takes the, the the name so that, I mean that's a that's a important to the movie. No, oh, it works. Right, it works it. because they they don't they don't recognize the name versus you know once they learn uh, John McClane. Right. I mean it works, but like you know it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's I'm saying that's that's part of the of the problem too. Like not only did she move out there, but she took the you know took her, her his name away, um, right. or at least that's what she's using. Right. But, um, so they had a pretty big fight, obviously. Right. It's not because he cheated or anything or she found another man or whatever. It's just that I've I've had it with we don't know their relationship, right? Was he another really... thing too for the not for that, but uh, for his mm-hmm. vulnerability in this action film, like you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that's happening to him that wouldn't be happening to Schwarzenegger. I've already mentioned foot, but he was barefooted because he was you know, making fists of uh, with his toes on the carpet because the guy on the plane said that's a good way to you know release your anxiety from air travel. Uh, mm-hmm. And he goes, "Hey, goddamn, he's right," you know, type of yeah. thing. And next thing you know, you know, gunfire is starting to go off, and he's now running around in the, the building without shoes, which is mm-hmm. a big problem. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's that's you know, talk about discomfort to a level of uh, you know the highest proportions. You know, what I mean, it's just but- wow. But so think of that, that idea, makes it like more vulnerable. Yeah, nobody else right. had something like that. that in a, in that's a what I mean. Like you can't use that idea ever again. Like from the onset of the film, once the shoes come off, shit goes down, and mm-hmm. and he's he is not. <laughs> nah. No, it, <clears throat> no, it just sounded no, it just sounded like like almost like a threat. Like we'll be good, but once the shoes come off, shit's gonna go down. Shit's going down. <laughs> um, good. No, no, it's fine. It's like you can't ever use that again in a movie because it's obviously stealing from Die Hard. Like you can't unless you're making a parody like that is. And again, it's not like at any point. And and by the way, in the whole movie is never like, man, I need to guess. Does he try to steal somebody's shoes and they don't fit? I don't know. But you know what? I know one thing. The first guy that killed him, he needed to have some looser pants. Yeah. Yeah. The first the first guy that he killed. That, that mm-hmm. the blonde dude that was the brother, yep. yep. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. nobody should be wearing those pants. No, no, well, they're <laughs> those European. They wear, don't belong. They on wear them anyone. tight. Yeah, they Holy wear them tight crap. in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Holy 
Yeah, and, and ironically, <laughs> what's German I, for nut hugger? <laughs> yeah, um, that would be that's okay. Bosen Bosen Striker. The you know the the thing about this is that you have ironically the other terrorist, the second guy under Alan Rickman, um, and I had the IBM DB up, but I forgot his name. Is yeah, the ballet the guy dancer from, uh, the guy from Money uh, Money Pit? The guy from Money Pit, right? Yeah, he's a ballet he dead, dancer. He died. He died, dude. He died young, forty-five years old. Really? Yeah, he died in uh, nineteen ninety-five. Uh, really? All right. Yeah, it says uh, what? Hepatitis. Okay. Well, hep is bad. Yeah. Get them shots. Yeah. Um, so that that's curious to me because we talked about him having very tight pants and. He's working next to a guy whose livelihood is based on wearing really tight pants. Uh, but, I mean, you know, for a, for a ballet dancer, boy, he's tough. You know, he's got that awesome hair, you know, and he is relentless and not a bad actor. Like a pretty good actor. He's no yeah. Alan Rickman, who is genius, but he's a pretty good actor. So, uh, kudos to him. Um, you know who I want to give <clears throat> some props to? Go ahead. Uh, Al Leong. Um, he's the oh, yes. Asian guy, Asian American yep. actor and stuntman. And let me tell you something: he was Genghis Khan in mm-hmm. uh, Bill and Ted's. He was in uh, yep. I Heart, obviously, and he was in Lethal Weapon, Big Trouble, Little China. Yep. Uh, I, need I say more? Mm-hmm. No, he, you know, so and he has a great moment because he's uh, he's the one that steals the candy. So they're it's waiting like to come little, in, like and- a little. Product placement too, you know, like yeah, it's oh, like grab a mm-hmm. grab a little uh, Nestle's Crunch with a Hershey bar. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird like stupid gags in this movie too. Like he takes the candy. Um, there's one time when the when the cops finally descend Twinkies. on Nakatomi. Yeah, yeah. Well, Another we've got product. the. Go ahead. Yeah, well, we have. There's a lot of that, and we have the typical LA cop who's. I mean, honestly, uh, the, the guy from Family guy? Matters. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Re- Reginald um, Vell Johnson. Reginald, yeah, Vell Johnson. Going in to get the, he's got, what, what did he buy at the convenience store? Snowballs? It was like a, you know, it was like a ton of uh, basically uh, 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 hostess things, yeah. How, how, do, how, how do you stop people? How can, how can you, how can you, um, maybe that's why there's so much police brutality back then. They're all just hopped up on like Pepsi and snowballs. They just you couldn't, cont- they're all going, what's that? He is likable. I like. Oh, that absolutely! Guy. You know I mean? like, no, he's uh, fantastic. So he's got such a presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, he's he's likable, and he, he, you know, at first you think he's just a schlep, he's just like some fat beat cop, but he's the only one that Bruce Willis can talk to. He's the only one that understands what's going on. He's the only one that gives him any support, and we, you know, we learn that why he's. You know why he's on the beat because he shot a kid by accident, and we learn that later. And then when he tells a story, you buy it, mm-hmm. right? So it's one cop to another sharing stories. They're not cops. The 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 F, FBI or SWAT. Well, SWAT. The SWAT comes in, and then then FBI after. All right. So, so we, Paul Gleason G- from Breakfast Club, yeah, shows up, and uh, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, he plays a jerk. No. Like, yeah, I know. Apparently, right? he was not a jerk, but he got ty- typecast as a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, so every role he was in, it's like, oh, here we go. Poor mm-hmm. Paul. <laughs> well, you know, if you play it well, 
Yeah, it just you know, sucks. It's like, William Atherton. Like you just want surprise us once with a good role. Yeah, I know. Don't be a douchebag. Oh, no, you're a douchebag. Um, yeah. No, the neat part is that you have, eventually, when the government comes in, the G-men come in, excuse me, and they consistently screw everything up. Right? Give it's me only the car. The, the beat. <laughs> Bring in yeah. the car. That bring in the car. The, he's got like a like a grimace as he's saying it, dude. Bring in the car. Yeah. And then it's going <laughs> to get hit with a bazooka. Who, who gets a... What? Honestly. Yeah. If you're they a, brought a rocket launcher yeah. just to make a statement. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And a heavy seems rocket like a lot launcher. Of they had to drill it into the floor. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> had to set it up. <laughs> It's so heavy just, that they had yep. to drill it. It wasn't over the shoulder type. Hold mm-hmm. on, we got to set this thing up. Get out your drill. Stop <laughs> <laughs> fucking around. <clears throat> no, no, no. Those grenades—they will not do. No, 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 no. We yeah, need yeah. the we need the the mother of all rocket launchers that you have to. I don't know one rocket launcher you drill into the floor. Have you ever seen that in any um, like news video? I know I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but boy, right. yeah, they're yeah. making a point. But the, the the G-men come in and they screw everything up. They misread mm-hmm. everything. You know, it's only the beat cops that really understand what's going on, and the only two beat cops that are talking to each other are John McClane and the guy from and Val Johnson. So it's interesting that they have that connection. And it is and and when when Bruce Willis is saying uh, like he knows that everybody's about to get blown up. And he's trying to get everybody to, you know, look up here. Or, I forget what it is, but he's banging on the windows because he knows something bad is going to happen. Like, like you know, he he he's certainly broadcasting that he's afraid, and he's broadcasting that he needs people to get to safety, and he's broadcasting his frustration with the entire situation that no one's he's inside and no one believes him, you know. And that's when eventually you get welcome to the party, pal. When you finally get the evidence that oh wait I was right the whole time, mm-hmm. um, so it's That's it's when he dropped the body I mean, he, he, on uh, on uh, Reginald Bell Johnson's car, right? That's right. and then well, he started yeah. shooting at the, the roof with the uh, uh, machine gun that he had. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like he just he plays that frustration um, very well, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, how much do so I want to I want to talk a little bit about things that that maybe don't hold up since we're not really focusing on the on the on the on the standing the test of time thing. So I do want to talk about some things that don't hold up personally, uh, if you don't mind. It's not that it's bad. First of all, <clears throat> and, I, and I'm, I've already cursed a couple of times, but the, it's the the elephant in the room is the 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 tagline to this movie is effectively "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker!" Right? So. That's well, the sorry, it's the movie. It can't be that. It can't be the tagline because yeah. that would be on the poster. Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the ultimate, I'm, you're right. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, poster. Like, yeah, like, like, yippee ki motherfucker. Mom, yeah. <laughs> Mom, you want to take me to Fox of the Hound? Hey, what's this diehard? Yippee ki mother. Whoa. <laughs> By the way, side note. Side note. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking some 80s yep. uh, cartoon that a little Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, side note. I was watching the Goldbergs a couple of years ago. Did you ever see it? I I know of it. I haven't watched All right. it. So a uh, funny show. Um, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a while. But uh, the lead character goes and sees Die Hard, and it's that scene, and he's like, oh, 
that was the greatest line ever. <laughs> and he's now like a year later, it's coming on network TV and he's like, like all excited and his father and grandfather are in the room. And he's like, yippee-ki-yay, melon farmer. <laughs> like another, <laughs> a totally separate voice. <laughs> a totally separate voice comes in mm. and says, melon farmer. And he's like, <gasps> <laughs> like all mortified. <laughs> no, no. Funny. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> it I, was. I'm yeah. trying to think of. I'm trying to think of of other things that are like that, and I can't. I'm drawing a blank on that. Like yeah, I've seen right. that on TV. Like it's all right. So anyway, he he says that line, which is really awesome the first time you see it, and then you think it's really cool when you're a little kid. But now, I, the delivery is a little corny at this point. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know it's coming. I it's just yeah, my yeah, opinions. It, I'm wondering if that's the reason why, though. Like yeah, you've heard you it so often, and yeah. you're you're anticipate. Here it comes. And so there's mm -hmm. zero chance. It's like a joke. And I'm not saying that yeah. line is a joke, but I'm saying mm -hmm. if you hear a joke with a funny punchline and you're laughing hysterically and then you mm -hmm. see it again and you're like, yeah, that was funny that day. With, you know, like, And then you hear it again and it's like, all right, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it doesn't really like yeah, yeah. land the same way. Yeah. You know, so right. they, there's almost no chance for you maybe you know as you're as mm -hmm. you're seeing it you're like oh here it comes yeah yep. yeah okay it doesn't, doesn't really uh mm -hmm. you know, have the impact but nor nor should it really at that point no i know it's just because it's so iconic mm -hmm. because it was so groundbreaking at the time it, it becomes the blair witch project with the flashlight it's like does it loses its impact because you've seen every parody or every melon farmer or every <laughs> permutation of that line because it's a cool <laughs> line but again what doesn't hold up is the setup for the line because mm -hmm. and again there's no fault in this i'm just saying why it doesn't hold up same reason that you iron man doesn't hold up because i mentioned myspace mm -hmm. but in 1988 when you have john mcclain talking about you know uh, he's talking to uh, they call him the cowboy and he says i was always partial to roy rogers no one knows who that is anymore mm -hmm. like you it's like it's like mentioning howdy doody like no one gives a shit about that so i know that you can't get rid of it but that's part of the reason that it doesn't there are these references that don't necessarily hold up. The impact isn't there. No one cares about Roy Rogers anymore um, to set up that whole thing. Uh, you know, you can't remake Die Hard. But the fact of the matter is, is any kid that sees that now is going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? I mean, you could just, you know, you could almost, if anything, if you're going to edit, edit it, leave in the MFR. And just take out the whole thing about Roy Rogers. Just say he's a cowboy, because even kids know that cow cowboys say yippee kaye. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, that's just a, a stupid observation. On, observation it comes, it comes back later too with um, uh, with Hans saying, "What was that? You know that that, that line you said? No. Yippee kaye, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and he starts laughing. How, how good's Al Alan Rickman? Is so good. Mm -hmm. Like he's so good. Because he's so, you know, the the thing about the movie is they're putting themselves out as terrorists as a distraction. I guess is why they need the super awesome rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. It's the only movie where it says, well, we're going to pretend like we're terrorists, but really we're just bank robbers. We just want all these bonds in the safe. By the way, if you, how much money was it? I don't remember. 600 something. Hundreds of millions. 
600. Yeah, it wasn't even in the billion range yet, so it's almost a an Austin Powers moment, you know, 1 million dollars. Like who cares about That's what NFL stars make of what they're stealing, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um where do you spend that? Like you where do you how it's not traced? Like there's no Seri- it's not cash. Well, well, they're bonds. Yeah, it's obviously some. They <laughs> they're must have bonds. Some, they they must have some sort of connection we don't know about. Uh, and the thing is, he does he does at least explain. You know, if they think we're all dead, no one's going to look for us. Type of thing. True. All right. You know, fine. So, but still, you're going to try to cash the bonds like they're guaranteed at a bank somewhere. Mm. And they get weren't these at the Nakatomi Plaza that just blew up and all? This? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. That was another Nakatomi Plaza. But I like the fact that they distract them. Like terrorism's obviously bad, right? Because terrorism deals in the weapon is fear. You know, they don't even have to do anything. That's what terrorists do: is they 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 attack with fear. And the fact that they use a rocket launcher to make prove that they're terrorists makes it even better. But it's almost worse that all they are are bank robbers. Like they're going through all of this and they're willing to cold-bloodedly shoot people in the head. They're, they're going to terrorize a poor pregnant woman. Um, they're going to go after Bonnie Bedelia, uh, Mrs. McLean, and her family. Uh, they're going to take victims hostage uh, just for some money. Just for money. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the setup is insane for the what they have to go through and it's just for some money it's that's the whole point of the movie at the end of fargo after um after the the swedish cop there finds the guy's leg in the wood chipper you know um she's bringing him back and all she says you did all this just for what for a little money Hmm. and that's it's almost worse because terrorists have ideals then I don't agree with them. Right, yeah. Be but careful, they have something yeah. that they're standing for. <laughs> no yeah. emails. Yeah. I'm not saying that's good. Yeah. No, no. But they have a platform that they're trying to push forward. Uh, and they're using terror as their way to push their agenda. And this is worse almost. You're putting these people through all of this just so you can skate away with some money, which we see again with Hans's brother in... Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance was also very good. That was my first date um, with my it's wife. It's the same... <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, she said I could pick it. She said I could pick the movie. I'm not going to just go, you know, Legends of the Fall or whatever. No, no. Hold on. I'm going to watch this. Okay. Yeah. Um, No, but it's, it's, you know, it's, and it comes back again. It's almost like these people. Like, who are these people? They're putting through all of this just for this, just so you can have a yacht. And in a boat, it's almost like it's worse. Hmm. And and Alan Rickman is so cool and calculated. Uh, even when he loses his temper, he still seems in control, right? He still seems like the smartest guy in the room, and he's he is smarter than John McClane, no doubt about it. It's just that John McClane has more street smarts hmm. than Alan Rickman does. Alan Rickman can plan, but. John uh, John McClane can figure people out, which is evident when he gives him the gun, which is empty. When he gives him the empty, mm. empty gun, because he's like nobody. Who, this is the this. Even if he didn't know who that that, that was Hans Gruber, mm. that's the way he can fish out anybody in this building, right? If I give him this gun and they pull it on me, you know, I'll just make sure it doesn't have bullets in it. It's it's perfect. It's it's like it's such a good idea. To do it that when his reaction is absolutely priceless. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him. Mm. But 
whatever because that's Bruce Willis and that's what we expect um, but I don't know I don't know what else you can say about Die Hard does it end with a Christmas song it does let it snow like I watched it but I didn't get to the credits let it and snow. I forgot it, is it let it snow yeah. is it classic let it snow uh, some, All right, I so, can't say it's uh, Dean it's, Martin but it's like that okay All right. I, I knew it was something like that um, so that's going to be your argument towards whether or not it's a Christmas movie because it ends with a Christmas. Well, uh, uh, I'm not saying that is it is. Is that going to be some evidence? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> taking that time. All right, you ready? We're going to do uh, final judgment. I know we didn't like. You know, I mean. Oh wait, well, wait, wait, wait! Yeah. One second, one second, one second. Before you do that, I want. I got to take the not hot take. Okay. So, do I think it stands up? So here's the deal. Okay. I like the movie. It's great. It belongs on the Mount Rushmore of action movies, no doubt about it. All I'm saying. And, uh, and again, all the performances are fantastic. The, the writing is exemplary. Uh, it, it really pulls the audience along. Uh, all I'm saying in that it doesn't hold up is because, and again, I, take, I bring it up all the time, Hobbs and Shaw is, a, is, a, is a, more of an action movie than this movie. Like You can't compare it because of the way the movies have progressed and what they can do. You can do the silliest action movies or Deadpool 2 or Hobbs and Shaw or Fast 9 or any of those stuff. Like all of those movies are more interesting in terms of action than this film. But I will concede you don't get those films without Die Hard. Mm -hmm. So I, I will admit that. But it, it, it doesn't hold up in that because of the technology and because of what you can now do on film. You can do more interesting things. Even with helicopters flying down the middle of Main Street in L.A., I think I think you can get more out of a movie now. Uh, I think there's... I don't know. I know that's... Again, I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say I didn't like Die Hard. That's absolutely untrue. I just think you can do more with movies now than Die Hard could then. And for that reason, it doesn't hold up as well, if that makes any sense. I think almost nothing... Could like be up to like the, yeah, no. the speed oh, of today, um, and tech mm -hmm. or whatever. Like you know, like like obviously the visual effects. I mean, some people bicker back and forth between computer generated versus um, whatever, whatever the word is, are real. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I think I think the story is so strong with I with know. the action. Like it, whatever action is there. Mm -hmm. It's it's not so cheesy like like you know what I mean like um, no like remember uh, that guy uh, I can't think of his name right now but uh, from uh, Double Impact uh, that got steamed <laughs> like he got tortured with yes. steam and then came back yes. like you know out he came out of it like hey, hey we won guys <laughs> you know like it's like no he'd be on the yeah. stretcher <laughs> with no skin mm -hmm. um, you know right. like so yeah. for the most part like I think this this I don't know. Um, I do think it holds up. I think also people throughout the years still gravitate towards it. Like, and and I think it's like it's like sure. the type to once the kids a certain age, it's like a father son bonding thing. Like we got to watch Die Hard, you know, sure. with, with the, the you know mm -hmm. those, those Die Hard fans. Uh, pun not intended. Let, quick analogy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think quick analogy would be if you watch a zombie movie now, and it's obviously like World War Z, something like that. And then you watch Night of the Living Dead. Like, Night of the Living Dead doesn't hold up to what you can do with a zombie movie now. In fact, it's kind of boring. But it's obviously very well written. The idea is very good. 
Uh, the fact that it was done with basically no money with, with nobody actors. But it's still a quality movie. But you can't... Right. Like if... You're not going to show people that first. Oh. Right? Because it just it isn't there anymore. So whatever. That's yeah. all. I, again, I'm, I'm on the yeah, fence. I'm of... But, it does. But, you know, you're <clears throat> uh, on the fence or whatever. And But that's not the point of today. Correct. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right. All right. So now it's time for Christmas edition final judgment. Uh, Does Die Hard or is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Final judgment. So, uh, Jason, you can lead this off. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Go for it. Um, It gives you a Christmas vibe because they're very quick to show you, you know, like I said, um, it's Christmas. You see trees, you know, that are lights and uh, all these things. Like the atmosphere is Christmas. Uh, they're showing you uh, it's a Christmas party. Uh, Christmas and Hollis is being played in the limo. Things like mm-hmm. that. The ho 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 for the, uh, the the terrorist or robber that's you know sent down in the elevator um, with the Santa hat. There's, it does have that vibe a lot. But I ask you mm-hmm. this. Ask me, Jay. We did. Did we just talk about this whole film and not mention Christmas? Really? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about the action and we talked about the story and things that were happening. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't talk about Christmas mm-hmm. at all. Right? Nope. Yes, it was present throughout, yep. even at the ending credits. Yep. But if you watch this movie in August, it wouldn't feel out of place. You wouldn't if, if you watched Christmas Vacation in August. You'd be like, "Oh, it's a little weird." I'm laughing a lot, but it's mm-hmm. still a little weird. Right. Like, you know, it's 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that way when I watch Die Hard if I watch it in the summer. Right. Or any other time of year. Mm-hmm. And another thing, the arc for John McClane, where he comes and says, I want you to tell my wife, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, please forgive me for all that. Uh, you know, I didn't pay attention. That is not because of something that happens with Christmas or mm-hmm. the Christmas spirit. It doesn't move him to change no he's thinking he's just gonna die yeah so that's the only reason he's he's you know come full circle and said okay i'm, I'm sorry for all i've done tell my wife i love her this that and the other mm-hmm. not because of the christmas spirit so that no. didn't move him no the ghost of christmas past did not come visit him right to say after you so, get off of this building reconcile with your wife so i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no it is not um, I'm going to side with Bruce Willis on this because Bruce Willis weighed in on his Bruce Willis comedy roast. And at the mm-hmm. end of it, he yeah. said, it is not a Christmas movie. So yep. uh, I'm going to stick with that. And, uh, you know, uh, Jay, that, hate mail that was, begin, I should that, say. No, that was a, that was a great analysis. Um, I'm going to go straight to logic. Uh, I said at the beginning of this that I saw this movie on Cape, in Cape Cod when I stayed at Cape Cod uh, in my family's trailer, which we rented in the Cape for the summer. And I saw this movie at the Nickelodeon in Falmouth in the summer. So therefore... Was that fresh? Is that when it was released in the summer? Yeah. Just question. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, somebody yep. thought it was released during uh, in December. So I was like, I don't know. Nope. Saw in the summer. So uh, as a new release, guaranteed. So first of all, it came out in the summer. Uh, so I believe not a, not a Christmas movie. Uh, also, Jay, to your point, at no point is any of this action that happens 
have anything to do with Christmas. So, for instance, the SWAT team isn't late getting to the building because they had to call people in because they're all away for the holidays. Uh, they're, um, th- none of the flights are canceled. None of the flights are delayed. Uh, none of that kind of, it's not a home alone situation where, you know, all of these things are a little out of sorts because everyone's trying to get ready for Christmas. There just happens to be a Christmas party where everybody is at. So it was a way to get everyone in Nakatomi Tower at the same time to maximize the number of hostages. That's it. I mean, that's the only reason there's a Christmas party. And everything else has doesn't have any impact on the story whatsoever. Um, so, sorry, it's it has some Christmas stuff in it, but I it's just not it's not a Christmas movie. Just because there's a tree in it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. So, no, folks, I'm very sorry, and I'm gonna side with Bruce. Would know, um, you know, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Like Bruce, Bruce would know. So, yeah, uh, it's not a Christmas movie. Enjoy it. Any, and, as, Jay, that was very astute of you. If you watch Christmas Vacation in August, you feel kind of dumb. Which, you know, it, it, because yeah, it's not weird. a Christmas. And if you watch it, if you watch if you watch this in August, you don't feel dumb. Which just cements my foundation that the Hallmark Christmas movies in July need to go. Because that is an mm. abomination to when you should be watching holiday films because they do that for a straight month. And it just, who in their right mind honestly wants to do that? That's crazy. So anyway, not a Christmas movie, period. End of story. Enjoy Die Hard. It's fantastic. And that, mm-hmm. I fully endorse that. So um, absolutely. Good good call, Jay. I agree. All right. Excellent. So um, I've just heard it lately, like like in the like, what about Die Hard? What about Die Hard? Die Hard? You know, everybody like when I said not. we're doing a month of Christmas. When, but, well, but see, this is why we at least got to attack it because like we don't get to, um, you know what I mean? Like people can't say we, you know, we didn't do this. So it's like yeah, yeah. we did it. Now the hate begins. No, I'm no, but it's it's every year. It's 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 like suddenly there. It's like Jay. Suddenly there was Elf on a Shelf. Like suddenly there was a thing called Elf on a Shelf. I did not grow up with Elf on a Shelf, but they make it seem like Elf on a Shelf has always been around. It hasn't. It came out one no. year, and then a bunch of people got it, and then that was it. And that's the same thing with It was thing a cute this. idea. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. Like, like okay, you know, the, the point is that the kid doesn't touch it, but they see it move around different, you know, like it wakes up mm-hmm. in this different place. My daughter slept with it. She was like, no, I want to hold it. I was like, all right, fine. No, all right, fine. <laughs> we but, gave up on that little tradition right away. Right, so so where did the, when did this start? Like, who started this thing? Because it People wasn't want to make money. It's recent. Straight I up, don't man. remember more than five no, years ago. The, people the, making this argument. Oh, oh, uh, so you meant the know. elf on a shelf? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, well, that's my point. Like, suddenly, elf on a shelf was a thing, and I didn't even know where it came from. And now this is now a thing. Like every year, we're going to talk well, about it. How does a stupid meme become popular? I mean, like, how, yeah, how does a you know things just yeah. Uh, you, you don't know the origin you just see it and like you mm-hmm. know i mean people don't so, even know who wrote baby shark like you know yes pink fawn yeah. or whatever the heck uh you know mm-hmm. is one of the big people but they said it originated somewhere at camps in like uh, other countries like you know where they would mm-hmm. like do some sort of a sing-along and then next thing right. you know it morphs into a billion dollar uh industry <laughs> you know what i mean it, Stupid it morphs shark. into the washington nationals fight song see see they did for 54 
45,000 people all doing Baby Shark during the World Series. I imagine Good that. Lord. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Seriously. But it got them amped up. I don't know what to tell you. So, hey, all right. Whatever. Well, that was the film crickets. And that's yeah. going to be our uh, last one before Christmas. So, I'd like to be, uh, Jay, I'd like to wish you uh, a Merry Christmas. Um, Absolutely. Hope you and family Christmas. have a wonderful day. Um, I am uh, still packing up my home. So, my uh, moving week, to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, Next oh, week. Great luck. Yeah. So I'm, Good luck. Yeah, uh, thank for both yeah, of you. I'm, and, I'm uh, mo- moving to Washington, D.C. Uh, to uh, take up a. Uh, a new teaching gig at another school, so I'll be living. Uh, next time you see me, I will be broadcasting from Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, until I find permanent housing. I don't have a home yet, uh, so we're we're Airbnbing it for like a month uh, until we sell this place. But uh, so uh, I'm excited, uh, Jay. Obviously, you know the way that internet works now. We're never gonna, we're not going to be separated. That's uh, right. So just be a little more difficult to visit, uh, but. Mm-hmm. The um, but uh, I, so I won't be around, but uh, I will be definitely back um, after Christmas to do uh, whatever movie we have lined up. So I want to thank you very much um, and keep. All right, so everybody ready? So <clears throat> email us filmcrickets eighty ninety nine at gmail If you disagree with our take on on uh, on uh, Die Hard as Holly movie, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Uh, Freaking Facebook, Meta, yeah, fa- you no, call let's, it. let's uh, cancel on I that know. Facebook. Uh, no, fa- Facebook is out because I got locked out of my old account. Uh, like it was yeah. one day, it's like, no, that's not your password. I'm like, pretty sure it was, but like and mm-hmm. I couldn't find one. And then the other thing was, it I, I I'd enter my phone number as like the alternate uh, thing, and they're like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's it. Uh, it would, for some reason, I was like, it seemed like I was hacked or something, and I was locked out of my own account, so I had to create a new one. And I never created oh. a new Film Crickets page because it was tied to that. I was like, oh, oh forget it. You know, it's nothing. No, whatever. Better. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we got Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Kiss on YouTube. Um, we got Stitcher. We got Spotify. We got all your places yeah. that you yeah. uh, Instagram. So wherever you find your podcast, don't forget to rate and review on Apple, Pod- Apple uh, Podcasts and uh, give us a five-star rating. Just a suggestion of a film that you would like to, to see next and rate and uh, talk about. Sorry about that. Uh, but until then. Bye. I just want Jason. to say next week yep. uh, is my first week ever with a guest and nobody else. Wow. Yeah. What do you got? And, and it's a guest that I've never met before, so it's going to be a big one. Oh. Uh, it's a movie called Clueless, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of or seen. Uh, yes. With Alicia Silverstone. And um, her name is Kira Lu. She is a, a broadcaster, a DJ. So, from, Super. I uh, believe Clueless in the New Hampshire week. area, so... I could be wrong, but um, awesome. I don't have her info right in front of me. But listen, Excellent. So that'll be uh, tune into that. Whole other ball game. So. Yep, well, I will. Uh, I will check that one out. And uh, to everybody else, again, happy holidays, and uh, everybody be safe. Thanks again for listening to the film crickets, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.